listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 21st of March. We'll start with the Australian share market, which rose 0.8% on the ASX 200, 6,955 investors following global leads a day after UBS agreed to a $4.5 billion takeover of troubled Credit Suisse. For more, I spoke earlier with Robert Tilepsky from Activist Investment Advisors. So Australian shares are up today. They're up about 1%. They recovered from yesterday's fall. Um, This sort of relief rally is off the back of another relief rally that we saw in the US overnight, where US equity markets recovered similarly 1.2%. Worries about further bank turmoil were relieved um, after regulators facilitated a deal between Swiss bank UBS to take over competitor Credit Suisse. Markets are pretty shaken about the fragility of the financial system since the collapse of uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Regulators stepping in has created some level of calm and insulating the banking system shock thus far. Uh, But, you know, there's always a chance that there are other financial institutions out there under stress. And as they say, there's never just one cockroach out there. Okay, so looking at the markets today, though, where were the gains? So any energy and mining sectors led the way today, up 1.3% and 1.5% respectively. Chemicals business Incitec Pivot was up 6% after divesting its ammonia business. Uh, the financial sector, uh, including banks, were also up 1% after being hit pretty hard the last few days. Australian equities are are sort of recovering this week after one of its worst weeks since September last year. And after gaining 7% in the first six weeks of this year, uh, Australian shares are back to where we started in 2023. So the other key thing today are the minutes from the RBA board meeting for March released today. Members agreed to consider the case for a rate pause at the April meeting. But the thing is, That meeting came before the latest global banking concerns. Given that, what's the market now thinking in terms of where rates will go at the next meeting and beyond? Yeah, so the minutes from the RBA meeting on uh, the 7th of March are out. Um, A pause in rate rises was discussed and will be an option at the next meeting in April. They said pausing would allow additional time to reassess the outlook for the Australian economy. GDP, the labour market, wages and inflation had all come in a little bit softer than expected. And this was before the Silicon Valley bank collapsed. Markets are pricing in still most likely the RBA to raise rates by 0.25%, but the probability of a pause is increasing. Um, We've also got other global central banks meeting this week. The market, uh, is is it expecting them to be less aggressive than first thought because you've got the US Fed and the the Bank of um, England? So investors remain split over the prediction for the Fed's upcoming interest rate decision tonight. There's a lot of uncertainty and volatility across global markets and concerns about that fragility of the banking system following the uh, obviously rapid rate rises and the collapse of of Silicon Valley Bank. Before the collapse, Silicon Valley Bank markets and economists had expected the Fed to lift rates by 0.5%. Following stronger than expected data, that revealed the US economy was robust and 
at the start of the year. Consensus now points to a smaller rate increase of 0.25% at the central bank's meeting tonight. The dilemma to reduce inflation and keep raising interest rates to crunch the economy is one consideration, but if they keep raising, raising rates, they could also crunch the banking system and create a lot more panic out there. Okay, final thing, given all of these developments, especially over the past two weeks, does it change the way you're investing at the moment? So we've been quite def- a little bit defensive um, in the last sort of 15 months. Um, you know, I guess from the perspective that, you know, it's really important to remain well diversified across all the sectors, that hasn't changed. And really create what we call the all-weather approach to portfolio construction, have elements in the portfolio that are going to do well in up markets and in down markets, Gold, infrastructure and alternatives are particularly, I guess, they've done reasonably well and held up well in this sort of more volatile environment. And they also have these sort of defensive characteristics, which should do well in these um, current times. Robert Talevsky there from Activist Investment Advisors. From the share market to the property market now, and it's taking less time for first home buyers to break into the property market. Domain says nationally for a couple on an average dual income, it takes just under five years to save for a 20% deposit for a house, that's nationally, and for apartments, three years and seven months. For more, Raina Bosch spoke with Domain's Nicola Powell. I have seen many factors align for first home buyers, which has overall meant the time it takes to save for an entry level deposit has d- decreased over the last year. What we saw for entry houses, it declined by six months. So it's six months quicker this year compared to last, and it's two months quicker for entry units. What we have seen is better wages growth, higher interest accrued on savings and falling property prices across some of our cities has really helped to improve that time it takes to save for an entry level deposit. And Nicola, can you just define what is meant by entry level? Our first home buyer report focuses on a couple aged between 25 and 34 years old, and we're focusing on entry level property prices. So that is a property priced on the 25th percentile. And what kind of variation are you seeing across the different states and territories? We did see all capital cities record a decline in the time it takes to save for an entry-level deposit over the past year. That was apart from Adelaide, and that really does highlight the stronger market conditions that we're seeing in Adelaide because we did see entry-level property prices increase uh, by about double digits over the last uh, 12 months. But we have seen a decline in the time it takes to save. It has varied across our different capital cities. When you look at Perth, we saw it decline by one month, but some of the biggest declines were actually seen in our more expensive capital cities. So we saw Sydney and Canberra see the time it takes to save for an entry house decline by 13 months. So a substantial time shaved off that time it takes to save. Uh, For units, we did see more subdued reductions overall, and that really does speak to uh, the more subdued market and and actually unit prices holding up more firmer compared to house prices. But we saw it also range. We saw a two-month reduction in the time it takes to save for an entry unit deposit in Perth, up to eight months shorter in Sydney and Melbourne. And Nicola, this has obviously lowered the bar in terms of what it might take for a first-home buyer to enter the market. But with interest rates on the rise, what does it mean in terms of the likelihood that a person will default on their loan? 
We really have seen the outlook flip as the RBA embarked on one of the most aggressive uh, in- increases in interest rates that we have seen in history. Um, it's escalated that cash rate to a dec- decade high. And while that is benefiting the savings rate, so anything stashed away uh, in a savings account is accruing uh, a greater interest rate, the flip side of this is we have seen the burden of repaying a mortgage um, blowout over the past year. But we've got to remember that this mortgage affordability is a snapshot in time and what it looks like today. When you think about a home loan, it spans 25 to 30 years. So over that time period, the pressure of actually holding that home loan will subside for two reasons. Firstly, because obviously the debt will be paid down over time, but also as we progress throughout careers, it normally means you see a higher rate of salary. So these two things can get together, really help to lessen the burden over time of actually holding a a home loan. Nicola Powell there from Domain speaking with Raina Bosch. This SBS on the Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.